Welcome to the Just Believe Podcast. I'm your host, Herbie Mack. Look, this podcast is raw, authentic, and unstripped. We're going to turn these hard conversations into conversations. This is the only way we can break the stigma when it comes to mental health and suicide prevention. Now, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review, baby. I need them five stars. Sit back, enjoy the show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Just Believe Podcast. I'm your host, Herbie Mack. If you don't know who I am, I am a suicide prevention speaker coach, and I'm also a multiple-time suicide survivor. This is something I take serious. It's something dear to me. So today's episode, you know, I'm going to celebrate something that I, I'm i honored and I'm happy that I, I reached this milestone. This is the fourth year that I've been sober, and I want to share not only my story, but some tips that helped me out along the way. You know, honestly, I always talk about the small steps that lead to big wins and, and well, big steps, I should say. And honestly, I, 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 I'm surprised that I was able to get to this, you know, not only because of where I was at, you know, mentally, I was in a place where I was depressed and alcohol was one of my coping methods that I was like, Hey, I'm feeling depressed. Let me go drink this. And when I mean this, it was always a bottle of Hennessy. And I had to learn, well, thankfully I learned, you know, but I learned the hard way at, at a, unfortunately I had to check myself into a, a mental health facility because I attempted suicide multiple times in a row. And there I discovered one of the most powerful coping methods, which was writing, right? Writing, I re- realized the trigger of my depression, just sitting there and expressing myself. And I realized the trigger was my parents for the lack of not teaching me how to love myself. I was dating other other ladies and females to try to see, hey, maybe they can teach me this. And it was something that it was like, no, no, you have to, you have to learn yourself. And I learned the hard way. Uh, the, the parents, you know, honestly, they tried their best. And, you know, I had a sister who died from cancer at three. I was a teenager, you know, 14, 15. And if I was, you know, depressed about it, imagine them. And I can't really beat myself up too much because, you know, honestly, when you're 15, 14, 15, you don't really know how to express yourself. And I didn't know how to express myself to my parents. And they was, you know, touch, no, not touch, but they was, they wasn't themselves as well. And while I kept writing, you know, I realized that, as I mentioned, that I was alcoholic and every time I thought a negative thought or feel sad, I was running to a bottle of Hennessy. And I kept writing, kept writing. You know, when you're in a mental health facility, obviously they don't give you any alcohol or anything like that, but I kept writing, but I discovered the power of forgiveness, right? Because I was able to, to analyze the whole situation now that I'm an adult and forgive them. You know, they tried their best. You know, it was just a lack of communication on both sides. There's no one to really blame. And I had to forgive myself for pretty much drinking that poison <laughs> as alcohol is, you know? Yeah, it's something that makes you feel good, but it's also a depressant. And it wasn't helping out my situation. I wasn't putting myself in that situation to win. I was putting myself in a situation to lose. And I don't want you to lose. So, you know, being there, being there, it was... I, yeah, life-changing. Because if I wasn't there, I wouldn't be the person that you are seeing today, that you are listening today. Thank you for listening. I am 
I'm honored um, to have a listener and, and whatnot. But, you know, when it comes to, to putting down the bottle, um, writing, you know, I have two journals during the time I had two journals. One was just writing out the emotion and the other was analyzing the emotion, right? And I would take time, you know, I write all my emotions out and probably look at it maybe a few weeks, a month, and I could really break it down with a clear mind when I'm not thinking like that. And I realized the behavior, when something was triggering me, that was making me feel sad or angry or whatnot, the behavior was running to the liquor store, right? And looking at my thoughts, what was I thinking? Oh, this was, I, this was, I was thinking of this negative thought, or this was triggering me. So I thought if I run to the liquor store, it would help me numb that pain, which I, for that moment it did, but I was able to trace my feelings. And I, and I started putting two to two together. My negative thoughts wasn't really going away. It was just getting amplified. Amplified from the alcohol. The, you know, Hennessy was my preferred drink. And it was sad, you know? And I also was able to, to, to realize that the clerk, you know, it was like, it was only two liquor stores I was going to all the time. But this main one, the clerk, based off of what he was like, he always just asked me, hey, how was your day, man? man it's a bad day he already got the big bottle ready for me of Hennessy how bad is it based off of what I said he got a certain type of bottle right and it was just like oh man that's crazy I didn't realize that until I broke it down and for me I had to do other things to break that habit you know there was a liquor store that was on my way home and I see it all the time. That's how the clerk knew me. He pretty much was there all the time and knew I was there pretty much all the time. If I wasn't there um, during the week, guess what? I was definitely there on Monday. And for him, he kind of knew my vibe and kind of got me and kind of got my habits. So what I had to do is create a new habit and, and unlearn my old habit. So I took another route home, right? So this way I'm not triggered by that liquor store. Hey, 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 this is not going to sit there and, and, and bug me. I'm always talking about putting yourself in a position to win. And you are the person that can do that. You are the author of your life. And you have to take control of that. You know, honestly, on the journey of healing, you know, I, I decided to look up the numbers when it comes to alcohol and, and mental health and how it can be alarming. <sighs> Yeah, I, I'm really sad to say this, that 71% of alcohol-related deaths are males because we don't know how to express ourselves. And this is why I created this podcast, to learn how to express yourself. Is it going to happen overnight? No. Will it happen over time? Yes, by creating new habits. And also, excessive drinking kills a minimum, a minimum of 3,400. Americans that's under 21. Why is that? Every year, every year, that's crazy. And 75 and 77% of them are males. Like, what are we doing here? Man, it, it, it's rough. It's rough. And 35% of people will die from alcohol between the age of 50 and 64 years old. So we have to start talking about this, right? We, we really do. Well, you probably don't realize how how it's easy to, I, I didn't realize how easy it is just to like go to your, your regular store. It doesn't even have to be alcohol store or liquor store or anything like that. 
hell, you can just go to Wawa, you can go to your corner, bodega, whatever it is to get a six pack or whatever, right? To help numb your pain. But why? Why are we trying to numb your pain is the real question. And one of the skills that I love is writing, right? Writing, I don't do it a lot. I used to do it all the time. But if you guys don't know, I have two energetic kids at a very young age and they keep me busy. They're, you know, four and one year old, one year old. So they keep me busy. But so I lean towards my phone now and I do something called the voice note. I do the voice note to help me out in the sense of understanding to release that emotion because we have emotion that we have to release. And I, and I listen to it probably, you know, every, I want to say every couple of weeks, you know, I have a couple that I listen to it to understand my thoughts. Hey, and understand that cycle, right? Life works in cycles and it's up to us to break the cycle. And how do you break that cycle? By not participating in it. Simple as that. So one of the skills that I use is writing. And then another coping skills, or not even coping skills, but another skill that I use to help become the better version of me is honestly exercising. <laughs> to be honest with you, and, I'm, and I don't mean exercising like hitting the gym and doing all the squats and, and dead. Per- no, not 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 no. Everybody don't want that, and it's perfectly fine if you don't. But just a twenty minute walk helps out so much. Just be one with nature. And just walk around, embrace the sun. You know, you you need that. <laughs> I know life can be hard sometimes and you're like, oh man, I don't have a moment to do it. Well, guess what? Create one. If you have a time to sit down and play video games for nine hours, if you have time to sit down and bitch watch an episode of, of whatever your favorite show is on Netflix or check out a movie or whatever, create the time to just get around and walk. I'm not saying sit there and run. No, no, we're taking small steps here because small steps lead to big steps, okay? So that was one of the things that I learned to do. And then people say meditation, which is, you know, it's different for everyone. It's not a one size fit all. Meditation can be, yeah, you can do the crisscross applesauce or you could just sit down and just be in your thoughts. And just think, put that phone on silent no music, and just think. Now, if you like me, I, I can do that. I do that time to time. But your boy like to listen to some music, so I'm blasting something loud and jamming out, especially when I'm in the shower, to, to break that pattern, to get out of that negative cycle. Another tool that I use is talking to myself in the mirror. You have to. If you don't believe in yourself, then who will? So I realized that negative talk is self-harm. Right? Why am I harming myself by talking this negativity to myself? Let me look, in the, look at the mirror and say, hey, self, you're the man. You are love. You are smart. You are intelligent. You will change the world. But first, let's change ourselves. It's a day-to-day process. Now, I told you things doesn't happen over time. It's, you know, sometimes I, even for myself, you know, we have 1440 and minutes in a day. Sometimes things are just one minute at a time and it's perfectly fine to take things one minute at a time. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. You know, I learned that when we lower the expectation and you hit them, guess what? It's just momentum, just momentum. This is how I was able to celebrate the four years of being sober. I was able to put myself in a position to, hey, one minute at a time, one minute at a time. And not only that, the power of boundaries. Learning to say no to people 
And that's it. Because no is a complete sentence. So if someone's like, hey, you know, a couple of my friends, hey, yo, we're going out to the sports bar to go watch a football game or go watch a basketball game. During that time, I was saying no to everyone because I know that was going to put me in a position to lose. In life, I want to win. I am the, the pilot of my life, right? So what can I do? No, I'm not going to do this. I'm not strong enough to, because I know myself. At this stage of my life, I know my weaknesses and my strength. And I know during that time, that was a weakness of mine. And that was an area that I was trying to improve. So I'll just simply say no. And that's it. And then when I was strong enough, I would explain later, like, man, it's not that I don't want to hang out with you because you're a bad person. I'm actually struggling with this. And during that time, I wasn't comfortable saying it out loud to others because I had to accept it for myself. And people got it. So, you know, later on in life, when, you know, my six months was passing by and my friends were like, hey, let's go to the bar. You know, we're going to watch a football game. Uh, we want you to come. Are you comfortable? Yeah. You know, and then for like the first round, everybody was drinking water and being civil. And I was like, hey, guys, I appreciate the love. Thank you. Because another key factor is your support system. Sometimes you may not find people that's going to support you right away. That's physically in person, you know power of social media you haven't building a tribe or finding a tribe that's going to support you during your darkest moments is, is key and they supported me which i love and i'm grateful for honestly but understanding that right and some friends was like you know whatever right you know you know you're not you're not the same guy when you was drinking and i always tell them guess what in life we're not programmed to be the same we're supposed to evolve why not you? Why, why, why aren't you evolving? Simple as that. Man, I, you know, I, as I sit back and reflect, it's like, wow, you know. Um, yeah, but, you know, I, I really didn't realize some of the signs. And for me, you know, the signs were simple, right? Like when I was drinking, the, I couldn't focus a lot. You know, my energy level was obviously getting depleted. You know, you start drinking too much and then, blackout and you're just like sleeping mood swings started forgetting things obviously my sleeping pattern was all over the place those are some of the signs that we have to recognize that man the liquor is affecting us especially especially if you're not sleeping already like probably like man it can really jack up your sleeping pattern i was drinking myself to sleep right because i noticed when i was up guess what my mind is racing because i wasn't able to address anything and, and reaching out to some people, man, it's okay. Like, I had to learn that. I used to always think that keeping everything inside made you strong because that was the, the generation I was raised in. You know, a real man keeps everything inside and you, you are strong when you keep it all bottled up. And it's like, no, it's stupid. No, we are. Yes, I'm a man, but don't forget that I'm human. So we have to learn to, to express ourselves and express our emotions. Right? But how do you learn that if nobody taught you that? Well, let me write this out. Let me start having conversations with people who I find are great at communicating. Even if we're not having conversations, I just want to be around. Just let me just hang out so I can learn how to communicate. Not in the sense of communicate because I want something from them. No, but 
communicate in the sense of, okay, this is a life tool that I can use to help others. You know, it helped me out a lot, to be honest with you. Um, what else? You know, I'm trying to um, also, oh yeah, well, obviously like, uh, you know, I talked about the, the connection with the self-harm and the suicidal ideation that led to my attempts. You know, yes, when I'm out at the club, you know, I'm having a good time. People are like, yeah, 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 it's all good. You know, Herbie, Herbie's freaking awesome when he's at the club. But then when I got home, the aggressive side, they didn't see the me punching the walls, right? The me trying to, to control myself because of my demons was too much for me. The self-harm that I was doing to myself, the suicide attempts that I was doing to myself, it took me a while to, to realize the connection of it, you know? And then realizing that it's okay to ask for help. It doesn't make you weak. It actually makes you strong. To show how self-aware you are is perfectly fine. Look, I have numbers that's in the description. That's resources. If you are struggling, don't be scared to reach out. Like, honestly, don't be scared to reach out. You know, this episode, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Um, it, it's something that I thought I would never achieve, you know, four years of being sober. Because when you're in that place of darkness, you don't think the possibilities. But we have to start somewhere. So if you are struggling, don't know how look into the the resources that's in the descriptions down below and reach out to them you know not shoot your boy a text you know i'm i'm on instagram twitter and you know i'm here to help and serve others thank you for listening to today's episode and remember you got this just believe i'm out have a great day Today's episode of the Just Believe Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you're currently going through a mental health challenge, don't be scared to look in the show notes and reach out to those resources. If people are going to put labels on you, tell them, look, labels are made for jars, not people. Whatever obstacles that's facing in front of you, you can overcome that as long as you just believe. Until then, I'll see you next week. Peace.